I'd like to welcome you once again to my podcast, Great Stories About Great Storytellers. My name is Randy Overbeck, author of the best-selling Haunted Shore Mysteries, and boy, do I have a great storyteller for you today. None other than the most successful movie director of all time, Steven Spielberg. I'm especially excited about this episode's storyteller since I have been a fan all my life. And, surprise, Stephen and I were born in the same city, just a few years apart. Well, it's nice to have something in common with a huge celebrity, isn't it? Like me, Stephen started his life in Cincinnati, Ohio, though he moved away when he was a young boy. As storytellers go, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more iconic or beloved storyteller than Steven Spielberg. For more than 35 years, his films have been so captivating, his stories so rich, they stay with you long after you view them. I bet, as I list just a few of his remarkable works, your mind will instantly create images of memory and story. Let's start with Jaws, Uh, 1975, that incredible tale of a great white shark terrorizing a New England coastal town. True story. That movie was so remarkable, I can still remember watching it in the theater and, midway through the showing, looking down the row and seeing that everyone had pulled their legs off the ground and were sitting on them, just so the great white couldn't get to them. Talk about powerful storytelling. Then you had the fun and fascinating Indiana Jones series, which is 1981, 84, and 89, where he partnered with Star Wars guru George Lucas. These were so successful, in 2008, Spielberg and company brought back a fourth entry, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, and word has it that a fifth is in the offing. In between those blockbusters, he added sci-fi classics, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and in the 1982, the perennial favorite, E.T. E.T. von Hum, E.T. von Hum. These early movies were so popular, Spielberg is credited with creating what we now call the summer blockbuster. And he was just getting started. A few years later, in 1993, he directed Jurassic Park, which became the highest grossing film ever. But Spielberg's talents went far beyond making action-adventure blockbusters and sci-fi classics. The same year Jurassic Park debuted, he also released Schindler's List, a movie about one man who tried to make a difference faced with the ultimate evil of the Holocaust. The film has been recognized as one of the best films ever made. A little tidbit here. The film cost a mere $22 million to shoot, but took in $322 million at the box office. However, Spielberg never made a cent on the movie. He donated all of his earnings to a Jewish foundation dedicated to recording first-hand remembrances of the Holocaust. Oh, and I need to mention his war films here, too. He stands out as different in this area as well. His films never glorify war. Rather, they capture the cost of war, the human sacrifice and ugliness of death on the battlefield. In 1998, he directed Saving Private Ryan, the story of an effort to save the fourth son of a widow, because three other sons had already been killed, before he too becomes fodder in the massive war machine. 
The film earned kudos for its graphic and unflinching depiction of the Omaha Beach landing, which cost 2,400 American lives in that day. Saving Private Ryan is regarded as one of the greatest war movies ever made. And believe it or not, I'm just getting started on recounting the signposts, or perhaps I should say chapters, in his remarkable career as a storyteller. I could mention his moving portrayal of the struggle of a young black girl in North Carolina in The Color Purple in 1985. He also tackled the remake of the Orson Welles classic drama War of the Worlds in 2005. Must have done okay because it was nominated for three Academy Awards and became one of the top grossing films of the year. I don't want to leave out one of my favorites, Lincoln. In 2012, his biographical drama of the final four months of the 16th president's life, focusing on his efforts to abolish slavery. Like other Spielberg productions, it was hailed by critics and viewers alike. And just so you don't think he lost his touch, last year he turned his magic on a remake of the iconic 1961 film West Side Story. It too raked in the award nominations and critical praise and was named one of the top 10 films of last year. In these few short minutes, I don't have enough time to even mention the, all the honors, awards, and recognition this remarkable storyteller has collected in his career. Here are just a few highlights. Altogether, his films have been nominated a staggering 325 times for Global Glo Golden Globe Awards, Academy Awards, and BAFTA Awards. They came away with the ultimate prize 71 times, and I should say, so far. His colleagues in the Directors Guild of America gave him the award for Outstanding Directorial Achievement in 1999, and the next year honored him with a Lifetime Achievement Award. In 2006, he was awarded the Gold Hugo Lifetime Achievement Award at the Chicago Film Festival. In 2009, he was honored with the Cecil B. DeMille Award by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And in the same year, he captured the Philadelphia Liberty Award. In 2013, the National Archives and Records Administration awarded him a Records Achievement Award. And in the same year, he earned the AFI, that's the American Film Institute, Lifetime Achievement Award. See a little bit of a pattern here? His film, Saving Private Ryan, earned the Medal for Distinguished Public Service. Germany bestowed on Spielberg the Order of Merit for recognition of his work on Schindler's List and with the Scholl Foundation. Oh, and I shouldn't forget in 2015, President Barack Obama presented him with the Presidential Medal of Freedom at a White House ceremony. And he has received honorary degrees from five major colleges, including Yale, Harvard, and Brown. Not bad for a guy who didn't finish his sophomore year. I'm working as hard as I can, and I'm proud that the storytelling in my series has garnered nine national awards, but none of them is anywhere as prestigious as any of Spielberg's. It's hard not to be jealous. We could be forgiven to think that a man with all that talent and with all those accolades had it all, that it came naturally, that he had it easy. In a minute... I'll share some of the very real challenges he had to overcome to get to the mountaintop. First, here are a few words from our sponsor for this episode, 
Reader Zine. Hey, John, what are you doing? I'm reading this magazine, Reader Zine. The Reader Zine? What's that? Reader Zine. It's the new magazine for readers and bookworms. It includes author interviews, poems, short stories, book excerpts, puzzles, and so much more. That sounds booktastic. Where do I get one? You go to readerzine.com. I'm going to get my copy today. To get your copy or to subscribe, go to readerzine.com today. The challenges he faced to accomplish all he did would have been enough to intimidate many of us and stop us before we even started. Not Steven. Steven Spielberg came from a family of immigrants, himself only the second generation in America. His paternal grandparents were Jewish immigrants from Ukraine, and his father lost more than 16 relatives in the Holocaust. Stephen struggled through most of his school years, posting particularly unspectacular marks. Never really interested in academics, he had a great deal of trouble reading, and this, along with his Jewish heritage, often made him a target for bullies. In high school, in his own words, he got, quote, smacked around and kicked, collecting bloody noses. His teachers weren't much better, I'm ashamed to say. They attributed his poor reading to, of all things, laziness. But it wasn't until Stephen was 60 years old that he was diagnosed with dyslexia. He did manage to graduate from high school, and that year his parents divorced. He went with, he went with his father to L.A. because all he wanted to do was direct films. As a kid, he even created a few movies of his own. So, of course, he applied to the renowned University of Southern California Film School and was turned down because of his mediocre grades. Three different times. He did get into California State University, but dropped out before finishing his degree. Spielberg had gotten an unpaid internship at Universal Studios that morphed into a real job in the industry. By the way, he did eventually complete his studies and get his bachelor's some 35 years later. As a youth, he was often embarrassed by his Jewish heritage. After all, in some circles, it got him bullied and abused. That all changed later in life. When he directed Schindler's List, Steven Spielberg became so overcome, he had to fight depression because the film hits so close to home. Despite their great popularity, or maybe because of it, his early films were panned by the critics, who complained the films lacked, quote, they lacked art and were cynical, spectacular cash grabs. Huh. He asked twice to direct the James Bond film, the most successful movie franchise in the business, and was turned down both times. And even after all this, his success and all his accolades, after all, he is one of the richest of the Hollywood elite, he has come under attack still today by some of the elements on the far right. He and other Jewish creatives like Leonard Bernstein and Harrison Ford and Woody Allen have been, target, have been the target of accusations and threats of, quote, Jews controlling the media. Yet Spielberg has persisted. For struggling storytellers like myself and others listening to this episode, Spielberg's journey to great success can be instructive. From the beginning, he believed in himself. He overcame considerable obstacles. Imagine for a minute 
how hard it was for a young, dyslectic director trying to read through a several hundred page script. And he put in the work. He had a vision of what he saw himself as, a great director and storyteller, and put all his energy into accomplishing that. That vision, like the vision of so many of his films, is truly remarkable. Maybe it's time to ask, what's your vision? Like I said at the outset, my story certainly can't measure up to the bar set by Steven Spielberg, but whose can? But nine national awards is not something to sneeze at. Thus far, the first three entries have earned critical recognition, including the Gold Award from Literary Titan, the Silver Award for Mystery of the Year from Reader's View, the Best Book Award from Chantlicker's Review, and the Crowned Heart of Excellence from Indytail Magazine. If you haven't had a chance to check out these best-selling paranormal mysteries, you can find all the info at my website, www.authorrandyoverbeck.com. You can also catch a link to this episode as well as all the earlier podcasts. Of course, you can get them on all the podcast mediums as well. And speaking of those James Bond movies, which proved to be so elusive to Spielberg, our next storyteller in the key is Ian Fleming, the man responsible for creating the incomparable Bond, James Bond. Until next time, keep reading those great stories.